A huge mazel tov to the family in the parsha that gave birth to a happy and healthy baby boy. Yet totally counterintuitively, and seemingly the opposite of what should happen, the mother, after such a holy action, becomes impure. Giving birth, Chazal described that as a birth of a neshama, of life, of potential. Why should the mother become impure from this? It doesn't make much sense to us. Kind of rubs me the wrong way. It's not fair. Furthermore, do we really understand the laws of Tumah and Tahira? Perhaps not. After all, they aren't necessarily practical, but they do make up at least one-sixth of all of Tahira Shabalpez, Seder Taharas, is one of the Sidre Mishnais. So how do we make sense of the topic? What does Tahara and Tumah mean? Is it cleanliness? It seems to beg for more, that definition. How do we understand that certain areas can become infested with purity and impurity? Listen to this newfangled and bewitching understanding from Rav Hirsch that shines a beaming light on a topic that is often misunderstood. See, a human corpse is the most impure thing that there is. And it goes down from there. Carcasses of animals impure. Certain things like oichlin and mashkim, food and drink, can become impure. Kalim, only of certain types, they have to be completed. Sometimes it has to be muchhuchsha the kabultum and needs to have water on it. All these different arcane laws about it. Now, what can we take to understand this? Listen to Rav Hirsch's clarity on the topic. The stronger that the reminder of the item that's in front of us is to the human being, that there is something called death, the loss of potential, the loss of moral freedom, the more impure something is. And you weave this through Vayikra, it will give you chills how much sense it makes. When you see a dead body, Rahman al-Litzlan, a reminder that the end is in the ground, a reminder of the loss of our moral freedom and what we can accomplish, even touching it, even being in the same room can give off that impression, Tuma. Oichlin umashkim are reminders to people. We, we relate, we live our lives with Kalim and Oichlin umashkim. Fish, they're not mekabel tuma. They cannot make us impure. They're not strong reminders to us. We don't relate to the same physical being. An unbelievable approach. The stronger that the testimony that man must willy-nilly surrender and submit to the physical forces, the loss of life, the expiration of potential, that is tuma. The mother, she had previously an extra neshama in her body, and when she gave birth, she lost that neshama. Yes, it's beautiful, but she became impure because it was a loss of potential, because now that neshama is no longer with her. It's out living a happy life. The loss of potential creates tuma, says Rav Hirsch. Keep this scintillating clarity from Rav Hirsch with you as we continue to move through Sefer Vayikra, and remember the great potential that you have and not to squander it.